Hey team, this is Wayne Smith and this is the Olympia Boxing Podcast. Hope you had a great weekend and you're looking forward to a fantastic week ahead. So this week we've got another awesome guest and this week we have Mr. Bryn Price from Safer Kent. Now Safer Kent is one of our very good key and trusted partners that we do lots of work with. Um, we've been working with Bryn and Safer Kent for, well, since we began, probably back in 2013, 2014 time. Um, we've delivered lots of different community programs for young people across Kent with him. So I thought it was about time that we got him on the podcast so he could tell his fantastic journey. He's done, a, him and with his charity, have done absolute great work across Kent. And also, Bryn is also a, a very highly competing canoeist, uh, claiming second in the world last year in his age group in the masters class so it's uh, also fantastic to hear his journey through sport and what it's done for him so get yourself a cup of tea kick back and enjoy hey Bryn how you doing buddy hey Wayne strong lovely day lovely still still warm not cold yet so we're right no, no, but it's absolutely lashing it down, isn't it? That winter's coming. It's going to top up the river. It's all right. That's right. Yeah, top up the river. It keeps the river warm for you, doesn't it? Yeah. That's yeah. it. How have you been then? You've been okay? Oh, yeah. Managing to keep motivated with, with lots of stuff for Safer Kent and, and my own keeping motivated, try to keep fit. These things are important. You've got to keep, have something to motivate you. Yeah, no, 100%, completely agree with you. That's same as same as me. I found that new passion on the bike now, cycling. So I'm really, really yeah. pushing hard with that now. I'm enjoying it and it's good for, it's, it doesn't play on me hip. So I finally found an endurance sport that I can enjoy that don't hurt me too much. Yeah. And it's, uh, it's just nice to get out in the morning as well and just have a fly. Are you still on the river at six o'clock? I, we, I'm training five days a week. Um, oh, yeah. yeah, between the river and then kind of one day a week down on, on the sea in a, in a, in a surf ski. It's my new motivation tool. Oh, you've been down out. on the sea as well now, yeah? Yeah, the surf ski. Uh, something more to motivate me while, while there's no racing to be done. Excellent. Good stuff, mate. No, it's brilliant to hear. Good work. Okay then, mate. So it's, it's great. Obviously, we do a lot of work together across Kemp. So I thought I've got to get you on and, and so you can tell the listeners what you do, all about Safer Kent, about your charity and all the great work that you've been doing. But I suppose we should first of all start talking about you, my man, okay? Who is Bryn Price, okay? Who is Bryn Price? Tell us your story, mate. You come from Rhodesia, don't you? So give us your yeah, lowdown. Yeah, come from Rhodesia, although I was, I was actually born in, in Stepney in London. My elder brother and Younger brother and sister were, were all born in Africa, but by a strange quirk of fate, I was, I was born a Cockney, as you ah. can tell from the accent. Um, but yeah, went back out to Africa. My younger brother was born two years after me. Yeah, he was born in Africa. Um, loved Africa, loved great outdoors. Um, I think that's what brought me to actually loving to play sport. I, to me, it's, it's really great to have a, a good mind and a good body. And it, it, it's just one of the things I've been able to do um, all the way through. Yeah, I ran cross country and, and swam for the school um, and played chess as well. So it's, it obviously worked, it kept the mind going as well. Uh, bit of career in the Rhodesian civil service uh, out in the tribal areas, absolutely great fun. Uh, 
luckily I have a fairly good ear for languages. So uh, by the time I, I left Africa, I was fairly fluent in about five different languages. Wow. Um, came over here because of the political changes there. Um, had to start all over again. Uh, yeah, realized that had to kind of change what was on my CV because people, you know, just weren't interested in somebody who administered tribal areas. Uh, went to university, eventually got a master's degree, joined Kent Police uh, as a training manager and set up a master's degree program teaching police officers and later police officers and fire officers to be managers uh, in, con so in conjunction with Canterbury Christchurch University. So I had great fun. Was, um, that just, was that just training police officers in policing or was there a specific? It was only training them in management, management, oh, management. and leadership, mm -hmm. management and leadership, um, which is why the fire officers joined and that made it even better because it stopped either them or, or the police officers talking about being police's, police, yeah, things. Just talk about leadership and management, which is great mm -hmm. fun. Yeah. And, uh, yeah, things. Um, got involved from the police side with what was Kent People's Trust. Um, and then when I retired, uh, the, the trust asked me if I'd come and work for them part-time. I think that was a bit of a lie on their part. <laughs> anybody, who work, anybody who works for a charity knows that working part-time for a charity doesn't actually happen. No. You, you get involved all the time. And a couple of things. The first things I, I really did was start getting our investment into youth programs because we realized that crime prevention starts with people and we knew that young people could be helped to change their ways of life um, at the same time we changed kent people's trust name to safer kent to focus us exactly what we wanted to do and that's what we've been doing now. And I've been basically running Safer Kent now for eight years, which mm -hmm. is quite amazing. In that time, we've kept giving grants to other projects, but about half of our work now is helping youngsters who've been identified as having issues to learn skills. Initially, we concentrated only on sport, but we've now got a couple of music programs going as well. All of them are structured. We don't believe in a kick around the park will change behaviors. We don't believe that. Uh, but what we do believe that is structured programs will change behaviors. And we've had a lot of success. And a lot of the young people who've come through the programs for all kinds of disciplines of sport have made some great impact in their own lives. That's what we want. I can't change their lives. They change their lives. We just help them. Yeah, just guide them, isn't it? Just guide the path. Well, we, we give them, we show them where the path is. We show them you know, what they got to do. A, a very good friend of mine said, yeah, there are no forks in the road. They're T-junctions. Yeah, you either turn left or right, and you make your mind up which way you're going. Yeah. And when you look at some of these youngsters, 
um, have made incredible things. We started a judo program up at Dartford. One of the young ladies on that, she had real issues at home. She's now working at Dartford Borough Council. Mm. She's doing great things. Yeah, her eyes light up when she talks about that program. We called it the Fighting Chance. Yeah. Give the kids a fighting chance. That was a judo program. Um, we've got the same results with the boxing pl programs with Olympia. You know yeah. that. Mm. Uh, yeah, That's where Tommy from. come from, wasn't it? Tommy's the, like we always always um, discuss. Tommy's our success, isn't he? From that program, well, they are. And yeah, I don't tell people that he had a, a troubled background. He tells him because mm. he knows that he had to face the facts. And he, as he said before, when we, I've spoken to him, he said I was a naughty boy, but he changed. Is now earning a living, gainfully employed in a career that he likes to do, yeah, he likes to do it. That's important. Mm. And he's got a, uh, yeah, he can see where he's going in life. Yeah. But yeah, and it, yeah, it doesn't have to be martial arts or boxing. We got a football program, Mason yeah. United. Um, on that first program, we had the first two of our kids who got into the Mason United Football Academy. Um, Again, structured program, motivational. Yeah, they got to play at Gallagher Stadium on a proper football things, not kicking a ball around the park. Structured program. One of them is now studying physiotherapy at Canterbury Christchurch University. Yeah. The other one of those uh, is now in the army. He's uh, a, a PTI, physical training instructor. Fantastic. This is this is what makes the difference, and I want every kid to get to that t-junction and turn the correct way turn the way that they want to make a difference in their lives mm. we can see it um they like it they see that they've got a a different pathway yeah even if it's a case of just the fact that they get to be able to stay in school having been excluded before yeah, when a head teacher comes back and says, yeah, you've got young Michael on that program. Can you give him some recognition because he's changed his behavior at school? That means he's got a chance. Yeah, of course. Believe me, if they're excluded, it is a stop sign for education. You, yes, the pupil referral units try their best, but we've got to keep them motivated and and focused but mm. that, that's that's their job yeah no no i fully agree with that it's it's just it, like it's that like you say music's been doing it as well it's, it's having a path having a passion isn't it and having something that positively engages you like i scream obviously because my background is boxing but it's but it's not just boxing it's sport isn't it sport like creates change for everyone it's, doesn't it well it's it's the thing what the thing what any of these programs do is it shows youngsters that there is a need for them to commit themselves to that pathway, whether it's boxing fitness. So they've got to be there. They've got to be prepared to put in the effort, to sweat, to be challenged. Yeah, no difference to, yeah, the, the music program. The music program is, is, is really structured. First, third of the program they're just talking about 
putting words down and, and getting it into some semblance of order. Mm. So that's a discipline. They then start talking about changing that to a tempo and then they put music to it. That's no different to youngsters learning about boxing, learning about how to get their feet right, how to get their hands right, how to keep the head right and how to keep working within their limits. And that, that's important. You know, mm. I, I'm an endurance athlete. Um, yeah, I've done, well, about over 60 marathons. I've done Ironman. I've yeah, been in the British Canoe Masters Marathon team at, at three world championships. That's endurance. You came fifth as well, didn't you? You want to chuck that in, didn't you? Sorry? You came fifth as well, didn't you, in the world? In, in, in the mixed doubles um, in Portugal two years ago, uh, we came second in the world. In oh, the second, end. second in the world. Out of in how many was there? Weren't two, don't tell me it was two. No, there were a lot more. <laughs> <laughs> well, yeah, that, that mixed doubles race is, is always the last race of the world championships. And, and you, although you're competing in your age groups, all of the age groups all start together. Oh, so really? Some, yeah. Something like 47 kayaks each with two people paddling like bloody crazy yeah all going down to the first turn you want to you want to know what a washing machine looks like from the yeah, inside yeah 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 but, it's, but it's, it's 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 great but if you if you are a sportsman or or a music player you have to work within your limits yeah not everybody's going to be muhammad ali no that's yeah. right things but if you work within what you've got, yeah, if you're a runner, you can't sprint a marathon. Learn to pace yourself, but yeah. learn that pacing yourself is only a way to get to the end. Yeah, I was having this conversation yesterday, actually, like talking about focus and people looking at other people and uh, and stuff like that. And it's like we, like we were saying, like it's, it's fantastic that, like, yeah, of course, you always watch and learn from people, but don't ever compare yourself to these other people. Stay in your own lane because then you will develop far quicker, staying in your lane, focusing on your what your path is. Yeah, I'm quite happy to realize that actually I was never going to win a marathon, not a chance, I never, never even got under three hours. Got mm. close, but never. But it kept me going, and and that's where the motivation comes. Mm. Yeah, if you've got that motivation to get down to the club and go to the boxing program, if you've got the motivation like I have to get out on the water in a kayak, that's fine. That keeps you going. Build motivation. Build something to aim for, short term and then long term. Yeah. It's a hassle now. The lockdown has caused so much of a hassle to try and get yourself motivated. So we're telling everybody, just build in steps. Yeah. What are you going to be doing? Who are you going to be working with? Who are you going to paddle with? I was speaking to a bloke, a friend of mine, down at the canoe club the other day. He said, yeah, he's going to go out with the fast crew. And I said, yeah, they're fast. He said, yeah, but unless I've got somebody to chase, I'm not going to work as hard as I should do. Yeah. That is, that is the attitude that we want everybody to have. Not, I'm going to have to try and beat them because he set himself up to fail with, I mean, these two, the fast mm. crew, yeah, have been, yeah, 
to the actual world championships, let alone age groups. Yeah, but he's got to go out to keep himself motivated. Yeah, that's that's exactly what people should be doing. Yeah, I resonate with that massively. I get like when I was doing, obviously, you know, I done the uh, the London to Brighton off road cycle, didn't I, a few yeah. weeks ago, and and I trained for about three months for that. And yep. um, and during that training, what I would do every time I saw, like I was on a mountain bike, but I done when I got to the longer distances, I started doing a lot of it on road because I found the the bumps and grimes in of the off road stuff was really aggravating my joints. So I thought to myself, right, well I don't mind doing it on the day, and then I'll suffer for the few days after. But during the training, I've got to keep it as injury free as possible. And um, and I used to chase the road bikes, never catching them, never catching them, but but that gave you the gave you the momentum and the focus. Like when you're on a hill or something like that, when you could just, if you were on your own, you would just set your own pace. But if you had a road bike or someone in front of you, you would just, I'm going to catch him. I'm going to catch him. You just keep going. You never catch him, but you keep going. <laughs> yeah, but but it, it's yeah. You wouldn't have been doing that work if you hadn't have signed up to do the yeah yeah the, the long ride. And I wouldn't have been doing exactly the same work, but I started did start cycling during the lockdown because it was just a way to because I, I find obviously I've got bad hips and and even just going for a, a 15 20 minute walk starts hurting me. But when yeah. I started, I, I went out for a ride one day and I went, bloody hell, it don't hurt. So I thought, no. right, this is what I'm gonna stick with. So I just I'd have if I hadn't have signed up to that, I'd have probably I'd have still been riding, but I'd have only been doing little distances. But I'm glad that I did sign it up because now it's um now it's it, it's a new it's a new passion and new bit of fun for me, do you know? The thing is, you know, we we're now starting to get cold. Mm. Yeah, and rain and things like that. If you've got an event to go to, you go out and do yeah, it. Yeah, that's right, yeah. yeah. Because that's the, the motivator that's the thing you've got to aim for and that's the same i mean i have seen people who really really work hard but don't have the motivation when the weather gets bad yeah, or yeah. When something goes wrong and i've always said to them as a coach and i i'm a qualified uh, kayak marathon coach is set yourself targets and goals even if you don't re reach them they motivate you to try and get there. Yeah, of course, hundred percent. You've got to. You you have that big goal in sight, and then you break it down. You reverse it, don't you? You get you go from your main goal, your objective, where you're where you're aiming for, and then you reverse it all the way down. I do this with boxers' plans all the time. I reverse it down each week, so then you can see the progression and set many many targets that we've got to achieve. Stepping stones. Mm. Stepping stones. And and yeah, I even do that with the charity. Yeah, I'm just finishing now our annual report for the last year. And with everything going on, we were incredibly close to getting in, to spending just slightly less than we, we got in. So we yeah. actually showed a deficit of a couple of hundred pounds out of all our operations. Yeah, yeah. For the whole of a year, which is incredible. Mm. But you don't do that by getting one grant. No, 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 of course not. Yeah, it's exactly the same. It's, yeah, I want us to have 13 programs going. Mm. Well, we must probably not going to achieve that because of the lockdowns of that. But we know where those 13 programs 
can do, can happen. We know who we can work with. Yeah. When you and I started working at Tum with Tunbridge, yeah, it was, well, let's try it out and see. And the four or five kids who started mm. yeah, have now grown into the Tommies of this world. Yeah, that's right. Yeah. Yeah. And Edenbridge. Yeah. But Edenbridge is a prime example where they saw the advantage and said, okay, so we can't use indoors. We'll go outdoors. Yeah. Lockdown happened. Yeah. Everything went online. We didn't plan that. We didn't plan that a year ago. Okay, fine. What's going to happen? No, we just adapted, didn't we? We adapted to our surroundings and we just got on with it, didn't we? The pathway was still there, which was mm -hmm. getting youngsters active. Yeah. So fine. We had to put in a, a couple of extra steps. One is, yeah, get yourself online. This is where to sign on. Now they turn up and, uh, uh, and have an outdoor session. Mm. Well, fine. <clears throat> That's not going to happen in December when it's freezing cold. Mm. We'll have to have another plan. Mm. Mm. Yeah. I've got hopefully getting a netball program at Ashford. That's causing me a few hassles to trying to work out how that happens. Yeah, I've heard I've heard netball a bit. Netball's been quite. I know a couple of netball coaches, and and it's becoming very difficult for them to get everything moving. Yeah, but then at the Even same, considering time, they're an out, they can they're an outdoor sport as such. But it can be done indoors. But I, I suppose it's uh, even it's a non-contact sport as well. But they've just they've got their difficulties that they've got to come over, overcome. Each NGV looks at things differently, don't they? But yeah. I never penciled in a badminton program, but mm. badminton actually lends itself to lockdown. Mm. So I've got a badminton program at Swanley. Now I didn't pencil that in at the beginning of the year, but it's happening. Yeah. And again, the, the disciplines of, okay, fine. You've got two people on your side, two people on the other side of the net. You've got to let the other person have a chance. You've got to set it up so the other person can score the point. These are, that's a discipline, mm. you know? Mm. You serving, right, fine. When the other person's serving, you've got to be watching. Yeah. All of those things, it's what will help those youngsters. And that, yeah, I'm happy. I really am happy. Hopefully, we'll even have a cricket program, but that might have to be an indoor one. Yeah. But again, it's not impossible to do it. Yeah. In the fact that the only people who put their hands on the balls are the, the team in the field mm. so that they can yeah, wash the balls, disinfect their hands and all the rest. We'll work it out. Yeah, that's right. And, that, and that's what it is. I've been saying this to quite a few partners of, of ours and stuff because people have been getting a little bit nervous and, and stuff. And, and also there's a, lot of, there's a lot of people that are creating unnecessary <laughs> barriers. Like just, you've just keep it as simple as possible and you can follow the guidelines and overcome them very easily to make sure that people are still engaging in programs, still becoming active, still being able to not be isolated away from everything. It is very, it, I find it very simple. I find it very simple that you just, you create activities that, that you can socially distance. You make sure that everything is sanitized. So the participants sanitize on their way in any equipment that is used is sanitized before and after each use and you track and trace. 
and it, everything is it can be that simple but there's a lot of barriers that are still getting put in place now aren't there well i think that the trouble is is there's this tendency for people to find things that aren't even in the rules yeah yeah and, yeah yeah and they, they kind of say oh well we'll be doubly sure well actually don't be doubly sure be sure but don't duplicate it yeah because yeah you've still got to do the job you know it'll be very easy for our ambulance service to say yeah fine we're not going to pick up anybody um until they've been completely you know, washed in alcohol disinfectant and all the rest they can't do that no but they're keeping going our hospitals yeah. are keeping going the police are out there keeping things going they're not making doubly sure no. they're making it as practical as possible within the fact that they've got a job to do well olympia boxing have got a job to do they've got yeah. to keep its fit absolutely okay? absolutely yeah we've got some we've got a couple of um schools and stuff that we go to the coach has to get changed when he gets to the school that's yeah. not in the guidelines but that's their preference so that, that's absolutely fine we, we can we overcome it like they said would you have a problem no we, we overcome it coach take another set of clothes with you off you go right? that's and, it. and that's it you just overcome everything don't you you find a way over it and you just get on and 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 you don't let things stop you from doing it I was talking to a bloke who is one of the the best um, surf ski paddlers in Britain. He really is great. And we were talking about it and he said, yeah, he said, the one thing that we have found is everybody's gone into having some kind of dry rope so you could change in car parks. That's what we do. Yeah. You have something that you can slip over and then, yeah, preserve your modesty. Doesn't stop him or anybody else getting out and still doing the training. Mm, mm. Do things. All you've got to do is find how to get changed in the car park, say preserving your modesty and not uh, you know, upsetting everybody. You don't want to do that. But you can do it. It doesn't mean, well, there's nobody, there's nowhere to change, so we can't do it. Yeah, and that's right. It. And you've got to look at everything this everything and say, right, fine. What's how do we get round the things that are stopping us? Mm, mm. Um, because if we don't do it, what example are we showing to these kids? Because remember what we said right at the beginning, we've got to help them work out what's stopping them succeed. Mm, that's right. I've had the same, like, talking about that, I had the same, I've had the same conversation with some youth teams as well, um, that we're not able to access the youth centres yet. And and like one of the things that I brought up was like because they said about the cleaning. I said because I broke it down. I said you make it. It's really easy. Whatever is touched gets sanitised. It's very simple. And 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 they said no, but it's the actual cleaning of the of the premises and stuff. And I said I said okay, right. I said so that's that's the barrier. Is it? I said, is there cleaners going around the offices at the moment cleaning? And they said yes. I said okay. So what do we think, so it's all right for cleaners to be employed to go and clean the offices, but the, the, the centres that actually make the difference with the community and that, we're, we're holding off on that. I don't see the logic in it. I do not see the logic in it. Why, why, what makes the difference? Surely you can see 
if if you get these areas cleaned, if that's the policy that you need, that you want to go over the top rather than just a normal clean and sanitising anything that's touched, then then surely you've got to see the benefit of that these centres are needed. They're needed for the especially now we've got what have we? Well, it's raining today. We've we've probably got what have we got? Four weeks probably left of light for like a an evening yeah. slot we've got four weeks left we, we've been working very hard we've managed to secure i think three or four venues now that um that are good to go for for most of our community programs that are still outside and um, we've managed to secure the venues like we're still we're working hard every day trying to make sure that every community session that we've got outside has got a home that it doesn't have to stop and um that's our aim at the moment and it's just trying to get people on the same Oh, yeah. wavelength. Well, it's, 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 it's getting that attitude. And yeah, that's the attitude that, that will make the difference. It will keep everything going. Mm. Yeah. When you look at it, if we're going to ask these kids to find out what's stopping them achieving and how they're going to get work their way around it, we've got to do the same. Mm. Yeah. yeah. I'm an old man. Who cares? Still find the way around. But if we don't, if we say to these kids we can't, how can we ever tell them not to say I can't? Yeah, that's right. That's, yeah, that's the thought for the day. Absolutely, hundred yeah. percent. That's right. And that, and that's and I fully believe that as well. And that's why we we like myself, yourself, like we're we're all doing our utmost to break down every single barrier because we've made careers of breaking down barriers. That's what we do. We break down barriers to make sure that the community, young people, Aaron, get every opportunity that they possibly can through for each of our channels, whether it be sport, music, uh Anything. Youth work, anything like you know, is it like we we all? That's what we're there to do: break down the barriers, like not create them. And that's and that's something that we're coming across. I understand the reasons. Don't get me wrong; I do understand people's reasons behind yeah. it. But also, I'm a realist as well. I'm a bit of a realist, and I don't believe this. This what we're sitting in at the moment with COVID. That isn't going anywhere. It's not going anywhere. I, I actually believe. Unless they like get a complete and utter vaccine, which will they, won't they? We don't know. They still can't, still can't cure cancer. How are they going to pull something out? They haven't been able to cure that in hundreds of years. How are they going to pull this out of the bag? Like, I think this is something we're going to have to live with. Like, and are we going to re live the rest of our days like with all these restrictions? I don't think like it's not feasible. It's not feasible. No. But is we it, have to work ways around it of making sure that everything is safe, don't we? And and just well, getting on with things. The day, the days when you and I met and shook hands, not going to happen. No, no. For a long, long time. So, doesn't mean to say we can't still get together, still make sure something happens. Mm. And yeah, if you'd asked me this time last year, could I set up a program without actually meeting the people? I would have said, nah, you've got to have a decent meeting, a decent understanding of the people. Go go around and visit them. Well, we've actually proved it's different. Mm. Yeah. We've now proved you can do it. Yeah, we've got this thing that me and you are talking on right now. <laughs> well, <laughs> that's one of the things, isn't it? But that but that's what has happened. Uh, yeah, this goes back when I was teaching on the master's degree program. And they talk about change management in the old days. And you say, first you do is you change the culture 
and then you change the systems to suit the new culture. Actually, looking back on it, I was wrong. Because what's happened now is the systems have come in, Zoom, Microsoft Teams, whatever, have come in. So that's the change the systems that have now changed our culture. So they've well. disrupted it, haven't they? They've come in, disrupted well, everything, haven't they? Yeah, it, it, it's turned it right around. Mm. Um, but it had to. It had to do it. Um, but the world has carried on. Yeah, the world is now you know, completely run on digital programs. Uh, yeah, the airlines are complaining. The people hiring out conference centers are complaining. Um, the shops are complaining. But actually, people are still buying things. They're just doing it differently. Mm -hmm. And yeah. yeah, people will buy it online. The shops that have been able to turn around and, and do it. And yeah, I've seen little shops, little corner shops saying, phone us your order and we'll have it ready for you when you come in. And that's a corner shop. Mm. They know who their customers are. They've handed out cards and saying, phone us up with your order. We'll have it ready for you when you come yeah. in. Adaptation, again, adaptation, isn't it? It's, it's back against the wall. How do we still, how do we continue? How do we continue? What's the worst thing that happens is that we give up. And when do we give up is when we've actually given up. Until you've actually given up, you've never given up, have you? you there's always there's always a way to find something. There's always yeah. a way to keep moving forward, isn't there? And, and, and everyone is just adapting to the new surroundings and getting on. And it shows how versatile that we really are, doesn't it? It shows, well, it shows how, how programmed that we really are because it, there's so much out there that could just put their hand, and there is, like, don't get me wrong, not everyone, because there is still people out there that have just put their hands up and said, I'm beaten, there's nothing I can do. You yeah, know? Well, yeah, change it around, do something mm. different. Yeah, that shopkeeper, that little corner shop, he's still it's speaking. Fantastic. Yeah, he's speaking to granny who comes in once a week, but also comes in twice a week for a milk and a bread. Yeah, and he can still speak to her and say, "We've got some nice apples in." Yeah, yeah, that's fine because otherwise she'll go to online to Tesco's. She most probably won't because she most probably not IT savvy. Yeah, but how's he going to keep that person and tell them that he's getting nice apples in? Or yeah strawberries are coming in do you want some cream as well that's that's the attitude everybody's got to have mm. we get a bit philosophical but actually that philo philosophical outlook has got to go all the way down because that's what drives everything that we do and and everything take it down to local level everything that safer kent does is, everything olympia boxing does is that philosophy of saying, right, we got to, we just, our aim it is. I was reading something this morning that the trustees of Parkrun are really quite worried because they register themselves as a charity, as a fitness and, 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 and well-being charity. And now without Parkruns actually happening, they are looking at actually how they're doing the job that they set themselves out to do, which is not to run Parkruns, but to be a fitness and well-being charity. Mm. But they're looking at it to see what they can do. Because at the moment, they've got nothing. You can't just have one string which says, yeah, I'm gonna train the yeah, the next British Olympic boxing 
people because there will only be most probably if you're lucky one youngster from kent in four years who will get anywhere near the olympic team mm. yeah and that's and that and well that's true we've got one on the olympic team from Groves end chef clark well, like he's the only one um from yeah. uh, from kent in recent times so does that does that mean you failed no it doesn't it because you're not only looking at the olympic team you're looking mm. at what what boxing is doing to the youngsters because mm. that's that's the thing that makes a difference yeah i think yeah that that's a good way of thinking about life we've just got to say actually what does our success look like and our success looks like the fact that we can stop youngsters getting to that t-junction and and not making the correct mm. logical best turn for themselves and let them also to realize it is it's their decision yeah that's right yeah yeah that's right we just have provide the opportunities don't we to for them to make their decision because it is right because we don't we we might we we guide we do guide um like yeah. firm believer that we guide but also but it's not us that do the work it is them it's them that take that chance we can say this is the right path you've got this path that there's not so good but you've got this path that is right and this is what you can achieve here and we will help you and support you but it's them to it's down to them to make that turn isn't it well it, it is because if we make the turns for them we're robbing them of that sense of achievement that they made yeah. that turn. and their independence that goes further on in life as well doesn't it absolutely yeah that is the thing they've got to be able to say it was my plan mm. yeah we've shown them what's at the end of each of those turns the left turn and the right turn yeah or the right turn and the wrong turn yeah fine let them know about it let them see people who can't get a job because they've got a criminal record let them see how bad it is mm. um, but at the same time let them see that if they actually make that decision and say like the youngster who uh, is now in the army as a pti he came to me for, asked for a reference if he could use me as a reference and I said to him, yeah, fine. And he, I said, well, why are you doing it? He said, I've got to get out of that house. He said, I'll never do, be anything until I leave. It was chaotic. Mm. But he made that decision. He made that decision to do it. And now he will come out. If he stays in the army, he'll have a career. If he, even if he doesn't stay in the army, if he does five years in the army, he'll come out with an incredible amount of skills mm. that he made the decision. Not an easy decision. Choice, yeah. Easy decision was just to say, okay, fine. Life is hell. I just got to stay. There's nothing else I can do. Yeah. He didn't. He no, made the decision. Right, yeah. You've got to create change for yourself, haven't you? You must create. You have to. If you want if you want better for your life, then you have to you have to work for it. You have to you have to guide you to get it's, it going. It's no it's no different to the person who is working at a call center and says, I want to be different and then goes home and studies to get a different qualification. Yeah. Yeah. It's no difference to the, the bloke who says, actually, yeah, I want to be a 
to work on cars and he works and he goes and he actually gets himself an apprenticeship and a qualification. He goes to, does his college work. This is, they, but they make those decisions. Mm. Yeah. Mm. If your dad told you that, yeah, when you were 16 years old, you'd be running a business, running a whole lot of really successful programs. You would have said, what's the honor? <laughs> yeah, no, I yeah, no, absolutely, hundred percent. I was just, I was just thinking there as well, like exactly what you're saying there. It was the same thing that I did, but I made that choice to change. I left my old life behind, and and um, and I made that choice to change. And when I had the opportunity to to work, like do Olympia and get it going, um, like we wasn't fortunate back then. We we to get where we are now. I was on the phone knocking doors of schools like all the time like all the time like don't get me wrong we still we still have to contact schools now like we do get a lot of schools contact us because we're so well established now but that's seven years down the line at the beginning like it was like on the phone can we bring our program yeah. to school? No. Okay. All right. Next week, I'm going to back. I'm coming back. Like I'm going to keep knocking on your door until you see the realize what what we're about. And then and then next minute, we've got 40 schools on our books. You know. So it's it that that's the change, and isn't that, it? Yeah, but that's the that's the decisions that you've got to say and things like that. And yeah, it means yeah, you're on the phone yeah, all morning and then going out to the school yourself and running yeah. a program. Um, it's yeah, that's the way it is. Magic. Mm. I really, yeah, we got a bit philosophical. Uh, we talked a bit about where we are at, but actually, it just reinforces why we're doing it and actually how great sport is. Yeah, for everything. Yeah, yeah. No, hundred yeah. percent. We've had a good rant there, Bryn. We've had a good rant. We went well off course, but I think it was really good. <laughs> hey, you, you got two blokes who like to talk. <laughs> right, yeah, hundred percent, mate. That's right, and we and we put the world to rights, don't we? Talking about like, but it's all good. It's all good stuff. It's positive, isn't it? It's it's getting. We've got, we got all the answers, Wayne. Now we just got to work out what the question is. That's right. Yeah, that's it. Yeah. Yeah, so I've, well, we've bypassed, we've covered everything that I've put that I've wrote down. Apart from, like, what does the future look like for Safer Kent? Safer Kent will continue to be groundbreaking on looking at any ways that we mm. can do things. Uh, I'm working with somebody at the moment. We designed an IT program, or they designed the IT program for people to report fly tipping and, and poaching out in the rural areas. We are now expanding that into the urban areas, country eye, and hopefully we'll actually take that all over the country. So that if you see something going wrong, stick it on your mobile phone, push the button and it'll go straight through to the police. Absolutely great. Um, that's gonna take a lot of while, time, but you know what? It'll make a difference. Yeah, of course it will. Yeah, hundred percent that will. No, that sounds like a good pro project. Well, you know, right. So, do you if, know? Do you know off the top of your head how much money you've raised in that eight years? Uh, in in twenty years that you've you've reinvested as in funding. Since we started the charity, 
we have put a million pounds into community safety projects. There you go. Look at that. That's fantastic. And look at that big smile on your face when you say that. Yeah, it's, that's huge, it's, isn't it's, it? It's almost frightening when you talk about it as a lump. Mm. And you think, how the hell did I get that much money in so that we could spend that much money? Yeah. Well, yeah, you don't. You don't get a million pounds. You get a lot of things, yeah, a thousand pounds for some business. Uh, there's yeah, security shops selling alarms and, and locks. Every year, he sends me 500 pounds. I've got a bloke who has got a doctorate in agricultural research. And if he does a training course, he doesn't want the money. He just tells him to send it to Safer Kent. Really and these, yeah, yes, it's very nice that we get some yeah big grants. People like the police and crime commissioner, but it's just as much the person who literally says, "Well, somebody's asked me to come and do a talk about yeah where yeah, marijuana is being grown and and things like that, how to identify it, uh, and." I've told him to send you the money and he just sends me an email saying, I've told him to send you the money. Let me know when it comes to, comes to you so that I know to have to chase them. Well, um, we've got to do that. Yeah. yeah. You spend half your time getting the money in and the rest of the time trying to spend it. It's yeah. a hell of a life working for a charity, but somebody's got to do it. <laughs> That's it. Well, you can always phone me up, my friend. Lovely. You phone me up and we can, we can always find somewhere to spend that. Don't worry about that. We get plenty of programs up and running. Well, I'm so glad you told me, Wayne. <laughs> <laughs> Lovely. So one final question. Thanks mate. for it. What does the future hold for you then, Mr. Bryn? What does it hold for you? What are your sure goals and plans? Well, I've got to, I should have been at the World Masters in Oslo this year, so that didn't happen. So uh, got to work out where they're going to hold it next year, train for that. Um, keep going, keep the wife happy because she's great. She, it, any person who's married to somebody like me who spends so much time running a charity and the rest of his time trying to keep himself fit and paddling like crazy, uh, got to keep her going uh these things are important in life yeah, yeah. i've got my kids who are absolutely great they're growing up and, and doing well um so i just want them to know that i'm still around yeah, yeah. that's it mate yeah just the end of a whatsapp that's it. <laughs> used to say at the end of a telephone but now yeah, it's the end of a whatsapp end of a group, WhatsApp group. <laughs> yeah that's right isn't it and then funny how the world's changed mate eh? God, unbelievable. Right, Bryn, it's been brilliant, mate, as usual. I love having a ch our chats. It's brilliant. Um, take care, mate, and no doubt I'll be in contact very soon. We'll get some more programs up and running this, make some changes, yeah? Mate, that's all. Help the youngsters make their changes. Yeah, no, completely. Cheers, mate. Wayne. Thanks a lot. Cheers, eh? mate. Bye-bye. So there you have it. I think that was another top podcast. Um, great to chat with Bryn. Me and him could talk. We usually talk for hours, as that as we did there. We put the world's right to right there, and it's great to have uh, someone on that's as passionate about community sport and young people as as I am. So, if you'd like to follow what we're up to, please see our website www.olympiaboxing.co.uk. 
our Facebook, we've got Olympia Boxing CIC page and we have a group as well. And our Twitter and Instagram handles are at Olympia Boxing. If you'd like to get in touch with Bryn, you can find him under Safer Kent on all social media platforms. He's really easy to find. And uh, let's hope that he can continue with the fantastic work that he's doing. Uh, guys, so as always, if you could rate and review this podcast, that'd be very much appreciated on any platform that you're listening to, because this will enable this podcast to grow and reach out to a wider audience, which uh, then, yeah, just spread the love and spread the work. So um, I hope you have a fantastic week and I'll speak to you next week. Take care.